Well, here it is, June 1st, 2016. It's a Gary Gatehouse radio show. I'm your host, Gary Gatehouse, sitting behind the microphone, exercising my First Amendment right, freedom of speech. It's great to be back on the air. Hope you folks are having a great day, wherever you're at in God's big, beautiful world, on this Wednesday. You know, some people call me the preacher of conservatism. Some people, well, they call me not so really good names. Who cares? Like I've said many times over the past 10 years on the radio, to many in America today, the truth hurts. To many in America today, they have no clue what really, what is the truth? They, they can't discern what is the truth, what isn't the truth. They just don't have the capability anymore. You know, over the last weekend, we celebrated Memorial Day. This last weekend was a great uh, time for America to get out there and do their barbecues, get together with their families and their friends, whatever. But most Americans today really don't know what Memorial Day is all about. Have a listen to this. What is Memorial Day? What started Memorial Day? What's the purpose of Memorial Day? <laughs> yep. As an American, you have to do this. I don't think so. As an American, okay. I Okay. Okay. It's Memorial Day weekend. We sort of celebrate the uh, the repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell that was preventing the gays from serving in the military. Uh-huh. What are you going to be doing to, to celebrate this weekend? Uh, I'm just visiting. So, uh, you know, I'm just going to enjoy this uh, ocean and uh, and have a few drinks. That's about and, it. And, and appreciate the inclusiveness of yes, the LGBT yes. I, community. I will. I love the LGBT the community. The military. Of course, for sure. For Memorial Day. For sure. Awesome. I, I, I'm all about it. Okay. I'm all about it. Just getting people's opinions. Yeah, of course. What is the purpose of Memorial Day? No clue. That's my answer. No clue. No clue. Okay, for the soldiers. It's a memorial for the soldiers that fought in the wars. For the ones who died. Yeah. Yeah. Slap him upside the head. <laughs> what is Memorial Day for? For military, I'm pretty sure. What right. specifically? Uh, can tell you. If I sat down and kind of. Yeah, on. we'll get to you next. Is Conan? No, I know it's military. I know I should know more about it, but I don't right now. So, you need to sit down and think about it. You definitely do. Yeah. Okay, zombie. All right. Memorial Day weekend. Doesn't feel like it, but it will. Yeah. And we're just, uh, you know, kind of commemorating the freeing of the slaves and the um, the end of the Civil War. Just checking to get people's comments on what you're going to be doing this weekend. Just doing some drinking and having fun. That's about it. So. That's all that matters, right? Oh well, yeah. Just enjoy yourself, right? Okay. Thank you, Zombie. Yeah. Take care. Uh, Memorial Day weekend, the time when we celebrate the signing of the Declaration of Independence. Yes. Yes. What are you going to be doing? To well, we were drinking, but we just got an open container ticket, so... <laughs> Well, okay, that's... So water, okay. party on. All right, yeah. thank you. NASA has a big celebration every Memorial Day to commemorate Neil Armstrong, the first man on the moon. The government's decided to cancel that Memorial Day celebration this year at NASA. Is that the wisest thing to do? Is that a... Or should we be commemorating Neil Armstrong this Memorial Day? I think, I think we've been commemorating him for long enough so we should save some money right now save some money this memorial day yeah maybe maybe next year maybe next year bring it back 
bring back the NASA yeah. celebration. Yeah. Okay. All right. Just getting people's opinions. All right. Thank you. Take it easy. Comments on Memorial Day weekend. You know, NASA has a big celebration to celebrate Neil Armstrong and, and everything. Just getting comments on what you guys think of the Memorial Day weekend celebration for NASA. I didn't know that's what it was for. Pro and Ike candidates for the year. What is it for? <laughs> a day off of work on Monday. <laughs> okay. Every year... Um, there's big Memorial Day commemorations and mm -hmm. stuff, but this year the, the government is canceling them to save money so that we don't have the national debt go oh, deeper. No. So just getting people's comments to see if they think that's the right thing to do. <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I've never been to any of those um, celebrations. Really, I'm kind of just like celebrating it with my family. Um, and she's my cousin, she's visiting me right yeah. now. So I get to still do it the way I want to do it, so I'm happy. So it doesn't matter if the yeah. government <laughs> is canceling the Memorial Day celebrations. You I mean, if it's in the best interest for the country, I guess I'd go with the... I mean, I voted for that government to be in power, and if they think it's the right way, thing to do, so I guess it is. Memorial Day weekend, yeah. big celebration yeah. to commemorate the first flight of the Wright brothers. Just talking to people to see what you're going to be doing this weekend to kind of reflect on that and the, the evolution of the aircraft industry. Uh, I'll be partying down here, you know. I really didn't realize it was that uh, that uh, special. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I had no idea it was about the Wright brothers. To tell you the truth. Oh, you did, what? What is Memorial Day for? Oh, here we go. It's one of those things. Oh man, I have no idea. Oh man, it's one of those. Yeah. Uh, you guys are down here. Doing you have that. an assignment for today. <laughs> How many people don't know? A lot more than than you would think. Yeah. Memorial Day weekend is for the fucking war fighters that gave their lives for our country. If you want to say otherwise, I'll fucking beat the shit out of you. <laughs> you should. They deserve it. Thank you. Thank you, bro. Yes, that's what we're looking for. Now, that was a man on the street with a microphone asking the average American, I guess, just what is Memorial Day all about? And why is it celebrated? Why am I doing this since Memorial Day is behind us now? I'm doing it to illustrate just how dumb, I could care less, out of touch, most Americans are today. They just don't care. It illustrates why Memorial Day observations are in decline. Why less than 5% of Americans typically attending a parade or visiting graves. According to a 2000 Gallup poll, two-thirds of Americans knew exactly what Memorial Day was, what it was all about. Although a 2011 survey found that 80% of Americans had confessed to having little or no or even some knowledge of the military holiday. 80% of Americans at, that were asked had no clue. That was in 2011. This is 2016. Today it looks like that number is well defined, doesn't it? You know, ladies and gentlemen of America, I remember when I was a young guy. I remember when I was a little kid growing up in the 50s. Memorial Day was a big thing. Of course, we all got together as a family, usually went to a public park, spread our... Uh, 
tablecloths out on a picnic table and had all the fixings, chicken and potato salad and all of that, but there were American, little American flags on those picnic tables, and all the men that were sitting down to those picnic tables were veterans of World War II, veterans of the Korean War. My uncles, my father, my cousins, and their fathers, they all knew what Memorial Day was all about, and they instilled that in my generation, and my generation forgot to instill it in our children. That's the bottom line, and it has cascaded downhill since. Americans today have no clue about what their country's about, what we celebrate, why we celebrate Memorial Day, the 4th of July. They have no clue why we celebrate those holidays here in America. To them, it's just like that young lady said, Monday off. Another lady said, I gave all the power to my government, more or less, to make decisions. And if they're going to make decisions uh, about Memorial Day being done away with, for the greater good of the people, so be it. That's a socialist talking. She don't know it, but that's a socialist talking. Now, you get somebody like me, who believes in our military, believes in our country, believes in our Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, all the laws that have, that have been uh, str- uh, stripped from that Constitution to where now it doesn't mean a damn thing to politicians, to most Americans. They think it's outdated or it's a living document. It's not set in stone. And those people, most Americans, 80 plus percent, like I've said many times, don't have a dog in the fight when it comes to protecting this country or serving this country. 99.7% of Americans today, the population of America, 99.7% have never served or are not serving in the military to protect this country. Less than three-tenths of 1% of the total population of America wear the uniforms of the Army, Air Force, Navy, Marines, Coast Guard, and are serving our country. Many have held down combat tour after combat tour after combat tour. Some seven, eight, nine, ten combat tours in the war zones fighting terrorism. The rest of America, why they go on their merry way, they have no idea what these men and women and their families sacrifice and furthermore, they don't care because they're not required by our country, by our country, America, the United States of America, to serve anymore in any capacity as service and to protect the freedoms of this country. They're not required. Look at the young men and women around you today for the most part. They're helpless, undereducated, dumbed down, I don't care, just give me all the free stuff. Those are the followers, those are the millennials, those are the people that are hanging on to Bernie Sanders' coat coattails and Hillary Clinton's coattails because they know nothing about service. They have two people that are standing up there, Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton, talking about America and either one of them could care less about it. They want to change it. They want to make it into socialist, communist country and they want that for the simple reason that they can control the American population from cradle to grave. That's the bottom line. But when you talk about things like I'm talking about now, Most Americans don't want to hear it. Their eyes roll back in their head. They don't want to hear about communism, socialism, progressivism. They're too damn busy barbecuing or whatever they're doing to even know what Memorial Day is about. 
they look at a guy or a gal in the military and a uniform and it doesn't mean it doesn't register to them anything. It doesn't register them. They've never been educated on the fact that those young men and women have sacrificed it all. And many Americans, past and present, have done the ultimate sacrifice, laid their lives on the line to protect the country and the freedoms and the Constitution that these dolts, these undereducated, these dumbed down, I don't give a darn people, I guess, celebrate today. What are you going to do today? Oh, I'm going to go out and do some drinking. How about Memorial Day and the Wrights Brothers? Well, I think uh, it's a good deal. You know, ladies and gentlemen, it's sad. Don't you think? Don't you think it's really sad? And all you baby boomers out there, all you Vietnam veterans, all you World War II veterans, those that are have left, all you folks out there that are serving in the military, all you veterans, don't you think it's time that we step up and do our duty once again and re-educate America on what America is about? The sacrifices that we as active duty and veterans have done or are doing for our country. Don't you think it's time that we educate America once again? You know, when we took that oath to uh, protect our country, it did not end the day we took the uniform off. That oath sticks with us until our last breath. We have an obligation. We have a duty to stand up for America, the very America that we stood up and fought for. The very America where we saw our comrades lay their lives on the line and many of them die on the battlefield to protect the rights of the American people, the Constitution, and all the freedoms that America affords its people. These young people have no idea. The schools aren't teaching them. The schools are teaching them the opposite. They're not really teaching. They're indoctrinating. It's time that we veterans... Whether you are in a wheelchair, whether you're a World War II veteran, a Korean War veteran, whether you're missing limbs, whether you're suffering from PTSD, whatever, it's time to do our duty again. It's time to re-educate America, starting with your, your, your family, starting with your uh, extended family, starting with the, your neighbors. It's time that we have a talk with America. It's on us veterans because the government's not going to do it. Hell, we don't want them to do it. The schools are not going to do it. They are trying to destroy everything that we fought for in this country that we love. You're listening to the Gary Gatehouse radio show, Wednesday edition. I'm glad to be back. Back behind a microphone. You know, it's been over three months. Well over three months since I had to drop out of the scene, if it will, man, because of my throat, because of my voice because of the inability to talk more than four or five minutes without coughing, hacking, trying to get my breath, trying to get my throat up to a point where my voice would carry over the microphone. It's taken me over three months of just sitting back and letting my voice rest. Hell, I had a hell of a time even carrying on a 10-minute conversation with my family members. But I've kind of got it back to where it should be. But it has been suggested, and I'm going to follow that suggestion, that we cut, when I say we, the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show, myself, the host, and the staff, we cut our show back to an hour instead of the two hours. Because to be honest with you, ladies and gentlemen, I don't think I could do a two-hour show anymore with the condition that my throat and my voice are in. So consequently, from this day forward, the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show will be one hour in length. We will still squeeze in as much as we can in that one hour. Now, I'd also like to give you a heads up that we're going to be featuring some new 
additions to the show, some new additions, things you haven't heard before, that the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show will be featuring, including a new news service. This news service is different than any news service you've heard before. It's commentary on the news, it's lightheartedness, and it's a little bit of, oh, I don't know, comedy thrown in to the mix. It's something you don't want to miss. We'll be right back after a few short messages. Donald Trump learned the values of hard work, determination, and faith at an early age. He went on to build one of the world's most iconic brands and companies, which employs thousands of people. Donald Trump is running for president because politicians are all talk and no action. They will never make our country great again. He'll stop illegal immigration and drug trafficking by building a wall on our southern border, and he will make Mexico pay for it. He will negotiate great trade deals and make our military so strong, no country will ever mess with us. Donald Trump will protect Israel and brutally and quickly cut the head off of ISIS. He is self-funding his campaign. He will only be responsible to the American people, not special interests and lobbyists. It's time to make America great again, maybe greater than ever before. Vote Donald Trump for president. I'm Donald Trump. I'm running for president. And I approve this message. Paid for by Donald J. Trump for President Inc. This is CRN, the Internet's conservative radio network. Welcome back. Uh, You're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show, broadcasting on the GAL Network from South Texas. Hope you folks are having a great day wherever you're at. I'd like to give a shout-out to my mate over there in London, Mr. Stephen Lang. I hope you're having a great day, uh, sunny intervals and all. He knows what I mean. You know, ladies and gentlemen, after hearing a monologue and the lack of knowledge of these people, Americans, fellow Americans, their lack of knowledge of their own country, and it was coming straight to you from the horse's mouth. You heard them. And I want to present to you something uh, concerned parents here in America should really consider, if at all possible. Homeschooling. Why am I talking about homeschooling? Well, just listen to what I have to say. Homeschooling has reached a remarkable, a remarkable milestone in the state of North Carolina during the 2014-2015 school year with an enrollment topping over 100,000 students. Now, the Tire Hill State now has more homeschoolers than students in private schools. That's amazing. Why, you might ask, why is this so? But you know the trend isn't limited to North Carolina, ladies and gentlemen. It's not just limited to North Carolina. A recent Florida study pegged homeschooling growth there at a nearly 10% and the National Home Education Research Institute estimates it is at at least 2% to 8% a year nationally, growing between 2 and 8% a year, the enrollment in homeschool. It's no longer a fringe movement. It's no longer a fringe movement, ladies and gentlemen. I hope your parents are listening. Homeschooling is mainstream now, said Terry Stoops of the North Carolina-based John Locke Foundation. It's mainstream. More parents are homeschooling their children and keeping them out of public education. Why, you might ask? Why are the reasons? 
for this trend towards homeschooling? Why do they abound? Why are homeschooling students uh, on the increase? Now, according to the ebook Homeschooling, Fighting for My Children's Future, it's a collection of 26 essays from the pages of PJ Media. And here are eight of them on the reasons why, along with excerpts from the book that all parents should consider as they weigh how best to educate their children. Please keep in mind, as I'm sure many of you do know already, our children are the future of America. How they educate will dictate to how this country's ran, will dictate what type of ideology this country will be based on, politically, economically, socially, and yes, biblically. Listen to these points that are being made by the PJ media on why homeschooling should be considered by all parents who are concerned about their children's education, their children's upbringing, their children's moral character and compass. Number one, parents teach the values, not the state. Now, if you are a Democrat, or you're Hillary Clinton, or you're Bernie Sanders, or you're anybody that signs on to those dolts and follow and vote for them, you don't believe that statement. Parents teach the values, not the state. It's the other way around. The NEA, the National Education Association, has told us as parents that we have no or should not have any input in what our children are being taught. It's up to the state. It's up to the NEA. It's up to a select few of change mongers, not the parents. Get them out of the equation. Parents teach the values, not the state. What does that mean? No politically motivated lectures about marriage, equality, or fear-mongering about global warming. Education is focused on the basics. Reading, writing, math, science, history, and biblical values are embraced, not scorned. Now, in a public school, if that statement was made, they would throw you out. You can't be, be teaching biblical values here. No biblical values are being taught in public schools. And if you even attempt to, you and your children are thrown out on their keister. Not allowed. Not allowed to say the Pledge of Allegiance. Not allowed to have a, a prayer invocation at a, a football game or to graduation. Oh, no, you can't do that. You might def uh, offend that Muslim over there or that Buddhist or that secularist or that atheist. You might offend them. There's two or three of them over there in the whole class and their parents. That's where public school education is today on that issue. Number two, hands-on learning, learning is encouraged. Hands-on learning is encouraged. Now, formal education doesn't have to, bound, to be bound inside a textbook. Homeschoolers have the freedom to learn by doing, hands-on. Sometimes that even involves fire and explosions, no-nos inside a school. Paula Bollard expects the next generation of scientists and inventors to include many homeschoolers. They're not used to being told you're not allowed to do that. It might be dangerous. She understands that. You learn by hands-on. 
Let's take an example. When we were kids back in the 50s and 60s, we didn't have helmets on our head or shin guards or elbow guards. We rode our bicycles, and if we did something stupid and fell over and skinned our heads or cracked our noggin or put a big scutter scar on our leg or foot, we knew not to do it the next time. Didn't do it. It was stupid. You learn by example, hands-on. Our children are so protected today, they don't have any idea what the real world is all about. And when there is a danger presented to them, they don't know how to react to it. They don't know how to react to it. Hell, our 18 and 19 and 20-year-old men, they're not men. When I was growing up, you were 17, 18, 19 years old. You were a man. Your mom and dad raised you that way. Not anymore. You're coddled, pampered, and, and held close and, and lay around on your parents and, 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 and they, uh, they, they protect you. When you're 22, 23, you're still paying your car insurance and so on. My God, America. My God, America, what are we raising? Number three, education is not tied to a schedule in homeschooling. Parents don't have to get their children excused from school from school for any reason. They are free to adapt the schedule to the family's needs or even on a whim. Homeschool can go with you wherever you roam. It's a beautiful thing. If you decide to take a vacation and you take your children along, you don't have to get permission to pull them out of school. You take them with you. You make darn sure being a homeschooler, that that vacation has some educational value attached to it as well. And homeschoolers do this all the time. Something that kids in public school never get exposed to unless they're taken to a Muslim mosque and taught how to pray to Islam and Muhammad. Now that's the way the public school system looks at teaching kids by example, by exposure, by brainwashing. Indoctrination? We look at point number four. Classes are not segregated by age. Unlike in most public and private schools, homeschoolers interact with people of all ages, including adults. They do not spend six hours a day confined to a room with 30 peers. This helps prepare for college and the workplace. This helps these children understand how to interact with people of all ages. Not to sit there like some dolt and peck on a little TV screen and text and don't even know how to talk or communicate like most of our kids today. They can't express herself if they had to. You know, ladies and gentlemen of America, homeschooling, I know some children that went through homeschooling. I know some children that made it through homeschooling. And they are very well-rounded very well educated, both socially, educationally. They are in the know. I sit down and talk to them and ask them about various things, about the past, the present, politically, things that our countries went through, socially, and they all had good, excellent answers. Excellent answers. They responded. They didn't go hide their heads uh, in their hands and say, I can't answer that, I don't know it. They, they didn't teach me that. No, they had answers. Educated answers. And they are problem solvers. That's one thing I recognized about them. 
they can problem solve. Something that most children today that go to public schools have no clue. Have no clue. Or not exposed to it. Oh, Common Core says, yeah, we're, we're teaching them to problem solve. No, they're not. They're teaching them to be adults. Idiots. Look around you, folks. Look around you and look at the millenniums. Look how they carry themselves. Look how they react. Look at the average young man, 16 to 25, 24. They're not men. Not the average one. They're more like infeminate women. They agree with things that we as adults, back when we were their age, would not have ever even thought as being the right way to look at things. We would have called it stupid, ignorant. But today it's accepted as the right way. Now, I've got a lot more to say about this. We're coming up on the half hour. We're coming up on our new news service. And uh, it's going to be great to have this. I welcome this news service. I enjoy listening to it. It's a lot of fun. And the man that does it, you'll recognize him right away. A very talented individual that can tell it like it is but can also make lighthearted comments to make you laugh and to make you set up and uh, listen as well. A new approach that the news media has needed for a long time and this man has stepped in to fill that void. To fill it. And I think you're going to enjoy listening to him and his news service every day on the Gary Gatehouse radio show. I know I do. He's a friend of mine. And I know you folks up on Facebook and Twitter will recognize him right away. And without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here is the bottom of the hour news. Today in news, broadcasting from his laser-powered space-age digital recording studios in the New York metropolitan area, here's your ultra-conservative talk show host, Trade Martin. Hope you had a great Memorial Day, everybody. This is Trade Martin on top of the news. We're back with you today. It's the 31st of May, the last day of May, Tuesday. And this is what we've rounded up in the breaking news. Kim Jong-un made a blooper today in North Korea. They attempted to fire a ballistic missile. Now, the South Korean military reported this. The launch failed. Almost the last couple of things they've done failed. They do these kind of launches on holidays usually because there's not that much happening on the holidays, so they make a big deal out of it. It's a shame. I feel sorry for Kim Jong-un. He seems like a nice guy. Killed his girlfriend, but, you know, that's not too bad, right? I mean, everybody gets mad once in a while or angry. you got to be pretty angry to kill your girlfriend. Well, you can bet your life that nobody's going to check out Kim Jong-un's emails. And if Hillary went there to campaign, she'd probably never come back. Well, scientists can't explain it, but there's a lake in Venezuela that has lightning happening over it almost every hour or every few minutes. I mean, it keeps happening. Lightning, lightning, lightning. And that's where I reported that the, the burgers are 170 bucks, and with cheese, they're about 200 bucks. So, you know, and you can get some pickles and, and onions for about 230 bucks for a cheeseburger. Socialism really works over there. It's great for them, and they get a lot of lightning over the lake.
Now, parishioners in Massachusetts have admitted defeat in their efforts to keep a church open. The Archdiocese of Boston wanted to close it, and they've fought and fought for like almost 11 years to keep it open. Now, the bishop said, listen, we're going to close the church. The court ruled against us. We'll close the church, and we'll all go and protest at Trump's rallies. That's what we'll do. Well, at least now they'll have something to occupy their time with. Hee-haw! Now, I think this is really funny. The Pope, Pope Francis, in Rome gave Richard Gere and George Clooney, who's an outspoken atheist, some kind of an award for some kind of creativity, a school thing or something awarded. It's almost like Barack Obama getting the Nobel Peace Prize before he even accomplished anything. The Peace Prize should have been given back. Even now, he still hasn't accomplished anything, except for some red lines he drew in Syria. And yes, Barack Hussein Obama has been a great president. Everybody has to realize that. So what if he pitches a baseball like a girl? You got a problem with that? I don't have any problem if he pitches like a girl. Why, so then I guess he can use the transgender bathroom, huh? What, are you trying to be a wise guy or something? Who, me? Yeah, you. Well, of course, yesterday was Memorial Day, a day that we tribute and honor our past veterans. And right about at this time, our guys are directing the Iraqi army in fighting for Fallujah and Mosul in Iraq. Stay safe, guys. They're fighting ISIS, and it's very difficult. We're going to get through it. Well, as they say on the movie set, that's a wrap, everybody. We appreciate you listening. This is On Top of the News with Trey Martin. It's Tuesday, May 31st. Have a great day. There's 159 days till the presidential election and 205 days till Christmas. That's That's it. That was Trade Martin on top of the news. Now, I uh, my show comes on the air on uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and uh, of course my show will play on actual day, and and I'm picking up Trade's uh, previous news commentary, so it will be on all of my shows. It will be one day behind, so that's no big thing. That's no big thing. You get to hear what Trade has to say about what's going on in the world. You get to hear what trade has to say about what's going on in the United States of America, the reactions of, etc. And you also get a little bit of uh, uh, lightheartedness and comedy in their uh, commentary as well, which I believe really adds new vim and vigor to the new service, since it's, it's not all humdrum, uh, uh, woe is me type news reporting. It kind of gets you going a little bit. It kind of energizes you. And I appreciate Mr. Trade Martin for offering me this new service. We'll be right back after a few short messages. I had PTSD. Once I was back from Iraq, I was distant from everybody in my family. We had a reunion of our unit, and you'd hear these spouses say, is your husband doing that? My husband's doing that too. I thought it was just us. And really understanding that, hey, this is a common experience. I learned more to listen to what he was saying, and that made it easier for me to understand where his pain was coming from. Warriors should know that resources are available. Learn more at realwarriors.net. You're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show on freedominamericaradio.com. 
That's right, FreemanAmericaRadio.com. Uh, owner and operator, Mr. Billy Van Horn. Hope all my listeners, uh, Jan and all of you up there on FreedomInAmericaRadio.com are having a great day. Whatever you're doing today in God's big, beautiful world, God bless all of you, and God bless all my listeners for tuning in to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show. Now to get back to what we were talking about when we talk about education of our children and all the advantages and all of the positives that are generated by homeschooling. In homeschooling, Parents pick the curriculum. Parents pick it. Not the National Education Association. Not the government. Parents pick the curriculum. One of the common gripes of teachers is that they don't have enough to say over what to teach or how to teach it. Education bureaucrats, the NEA, set the, ra- set the rules. They are, those rules are generated and those curriculums are for the most part listen to this, generated on the West Coast. On the West Coast. That should ring a negative bell in the ears of most parents. That should send up a red flag to most parents. The West Coast is the home of socialism, Marxism, communism, progressivism. Is the home of teaching their children everything that is not right with America as they see it and the way it should be based on all those isms. And those curriculums that are based and taught in California for the most part are being used as curriculums being taught in most of the public school system throughout the United States of America. And for the most part, the parents have nothing to say about those curriculums. What they contain the platforms are being taught from inside those curriculums, what those curriculums say, the parents have no say-so about the content whatsoever. Homeschooling, parents pick the curriculum. And like I said, one of the common gripes of some teachers is that they don't have enough to say over what to teach or how to teach it. All this is controlled by educational bureaucrats the National Education Association, and those folks up in D.C., those corrupt individuals that live and work inside the Beltway. They're the ones that dictate to you, the parents, in public schools what your kids are going to be taught. And like I said, you have no input, or very little. Now, parents who teach their children at home can change direction any time the needs of a particular child warrants that. They can design the curriculum to fit that child's needs. Not in public school. It's cookie cutter. One curriculum fits all. Now another thing that you will not see in homeschool is bullying. Bullying is not allowed. Sibling sibling rivalry may lead to an occasional conflict, but parents are there to intervene when it does. Bullying at school often goes unnoticed. Or unpunished. And sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, you know it by the news media reporting it, leads to suicide. Cyberbullying has amplified the problem. If your child is being bullied in school, homeschooling is a viable and safe alternative to that bullying. Where you have the say-so on what your kid's being taught, you're doing the teaching, and you have control of your child. Not some teacher 
with 30 or 40 other children in that classroom that he or she, the teacher, sometimes can control, sometimes can't, and sometimes don't really care. Now, in homeschooling, homeschooling improves the family dynamic. Children aren't cranky. They're not exhausted when they come home after being forced to sit still in a desk most of the day. They are fresh, vibrant. They are more influenced by their parents than their peers. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. And that is all part of the homeschool experience. And those children naturally enjoy being together. Even in their teen years. Being together, if you have more than one child, being taught in the homeschooling environment. Now, homeschoolers excel, ladies and gentlemen, listen to this. Homeschoolers excel in education and civic life. They score in the 75th to 85th percentile on standardized tests. Three-fourths of them go to college and they get more involved in their communities and are more likely to vote and understand what their country is all about, understand what the Constitution is about, understand the voting experience and its requirements and its responsibilities. All of this is taught at the homeschool level. For the most part, it's not taught in public schools. And I've said it many times and I'll say it again. Public schools are not schools. They are public indoctrination clinics. Now, when you take little Mary or little Billy and load them up on the yellow school bus and they cart them off to the schoolhouse or you drive them there yourself in the family truckster and they walk through that schoolhouse door, you have no control over those kids for six to seven hours Monday through Friday. Whatever goes down in those classrooms is the gospel according to the public schools, according to the NEA, and according to the government. Not according to you, the parent, but according to people that could really give a damn about your kids. Oh yeah, there are some, a sprinkling a few in the public school system, teachers, etc., that do care about children, but they are definitely in the minority. And here is one more thing as an observation I have made over the years. Here is one more thing to consider when you homeschool your children. Now, for the most part, homeschooled children are schooled from K-1 through 12, high school. That's where they get their homeschooling. Once they graduate from homeschool and get their certificate of graduation at the high school level, that's four years at high school level, and if you must, send your children to college, what alternatives do you have to public college? And I'll say it. Don't send them to a public college or university. That will be defeating the purpose of homeschooling. The indoctrination at college level is a hundred times more intense than K-1 through high school. Yes, K-1 through high school in public schools. Those 12 years just lays the foundation. The indoctrination that takes place in those 12 years in public school lays the foundation to indoctrinate your children to the point where they will accept the communist, Marxist, secularist, I hate America professors who will use even more intense techniques and lies to turn out what we as a nation are witnessing today. Young people that have not a clue are not in tune with what is what really America is what really America is really all about.
are more in tune with socialist ideas than that what our country was built on, capitalism. They are being indoctrinated at the college level to a point where every vestige of what you taught them at the school level uh, or tried to teach them at the school level, 1 through 12, in a home environment, whatever, will be ripped out of them. It will be ripped out of them. Their moral compass, their moral ideas, their ideas about biblical uh, teachings, etc., about the Bible, about their Christian religion, every effort will be made in college to take that and rip it right out of them and replace it with hate America, socialism, communism, whatever the case may be, all the isms, and turn them out as little cookie-cutter socialists. You see them. You can see them as a backdrop in Bernie Sanders, Crazy Bernie is giving one of his socialist speeches. You can see it in the background who's there clapping and screaming for him. It's the millennials. It's young people. College students, people that have graduated from college, they are on Bernie's terms. Bernie's a socialist. They have been taught to accept what Bernie and Hillary Clinton and the Democrat Party and the mainstream media tells them. They have been indoctrinated. And I have to say this, the National Education Association, the mainstream media, the Communist Democrat Party, the likes of Hillary and Bernie and all their ilk, they have done a magnificent job in destroying the public school system, destroying the absolute dependency America has on our youth, destroying it mentally, destroying it socially. Destroying it biblically. They have done a hell of a job doing it. And what's really sad is the American parent who stands by and allows it to happen. Now the bottom line, when you finish teaching your children or your child 1 through 12 on the homeschool environment curriculums that you select, teaching them in an environment that you want your children to be taught in, teaching them and raising them with a moral compass, knowing the difference between right and wrong, common sense, etc. And they graduate from the 12th grade. Like I said, it would be defeating your purpose to achieve all that, which you have, to send them to public college. I would suggest, I would strongly suggest to all you parents out there that homeschool your children when it comes time comes time for college, that you look very carefully at college curriculums. Look very carefully at the college environment. Look very carefully at who is teaching at the college level, at the college you want to send your child to. Look at the curriculums. Look at past graduates. How many have achieved achieved success? How many are out there with the millennials running around with Bernie spouting and yelling for socialism? Look at all of that. Do a complete analysis the best you can. Carefully look at college curriculums and the bottom line, consider private Christian colleges. Consider them. They're smaller. The people that teach at that level are Christians, and the biblical experience carries on through college as with your teachings in the home setting and homeschooling. Consider private Christian colleges if you can afford it. 
Now, it's up to you parents of America. It's up to you. Nobody else can, can, can guide you or they can just give you suggestions like I am, bringing facts forward to you like I am trying to do today, and present to you a new way of looking at education in the United States of America. Education has not done our children well over the last 40, 50 years. It has not done our children well. It is destroying America. And one last thought before we go to break. One last thought. If I were a despot, if I were a dictator, if I was a man in, or a woman in power to such a point that I was hell-bent on destroying America and taking it over, and I had time to play with, how would I best do it? Would I bomb the hell out of America? Would I try to destroy it with germ warfare? No. I would infiltrate the school system, the public school system, and I would start teaching its children from my curriculum. 180 degrees out of phase with what America is really about. Destroy respect. Destroy the uh, desire to achieve. The desire to make something of oneself. Make everybody a cookie cutter, whatever that person may be, a communist, a socialist, whatever. And do it through the curriculum that is being taught those kids. Oh yeah, it'll take a little bit longer. It'll take a couple of two, three, four decades. But in the end, All you have to do is point to Bernie Sanders or Hillary Clinton and look at the people that stand behind them and support them regardless of what those two dolts have done. That will be the result of all your efforts to take America over. Now it's been said, and I'll leave you with this before we go to break. It has been said America is only one generation away from being absolutely lost. One generation away from going down the toilet. One generation away from being something that America was never meant to be. One generation away from America being thrown on the trash heap of has-been countries. This is Gary Gatehouse, and we'll be right back. This is Gary Gatehouse. Make sure you tune in to Restoration Radio International Weekends to listen to the Gary Gatehouse radio shows back-to-back. Wow! If you don't clean up your room, the Board of Health is going to condemn it. The Board of Health doesn't even know about your room. What's more... They don't care. You know, if you keep making that face, it's going to freeze that way. Not unless you're someplace really, really cold. Actually, a lot of the warnings moms hand out are a bit exaggerated. If you don't get your blood pressure checked, you could have high blood pressure, not even know it, and you could die from a stroke. But she's right about that one. Fact is, high blood pressure contributes to 200,000 American deaths each year. And a third of those who have high blood pressure don't know it. If they did, it'd be simple to treat. Call the American Heart Association at 1-800-AHA-USA-1 or visit AmericanHeart.org on the web to learn more. Better still, ask your doctor to check your blood pressure. If you run with those scissors... It's the least you can do. I am from a telephone company. There is something the matter with your fin. 
You're not just telling us what we want to hear. No, sir, no way. We just want to hear the truth. Well, then I guess I am telling you what you want to hear. Boy, didn't we just tell you not to do that? Yes, sir. Okay, then. She's short and skinny, but she's strong. Her first baby come out sideways. She didn't scream or nothing. Man, come out sideways. It's Gary Gatehouse, the Getting After Lefty Show. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Tune in and listen to what Gary has to say. Yeah, just to give my listeners a head up, Gary Gatehouse Radio Show is now on Ghost Fighters Radio out of Las Vegas, Nevada. Google them and find out when Gary's on. I'm on at various times during the week. Ghost Fighters Radio, Las Vegas, Nevada. Gary Gatehouse Radio Show is on there Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Now, ladies and gentlemen, before we end the show today, I would like to give a heads up to all you individuals that in the past have fallen on your sword for Ted Cruz and his biggest mentor and his biggest supporter, Glenn Beck. Now, all you Trumpsters out there, all you never-Trumpsters out there that still say, hell no, I won't vote for Trump, well, I don't really give a damn if you do or you don't. But you're I tell you what you're doing. You're lying to yourself. You're lying to yourself every time you utter those words, never Trump. You're lying to yourself to think that that's not going to have any repercussions on the outcome of the, of the uh, election in November. It could or it could not. Who knows? But it's all negative. You're saying that you don't give a damn who gets elected, Hillary or Bernie, if they're the ones running, but never Trump. You folks ought to do some research on what Donald Trump has done for people in need, in trouble, and he's done it without ever having or expecting any recognition. Now, the news media tried to rake him over the coals and tried to make everything look so bad that he's donating money over a million dollars to the veterans, those folks that can't get medical care. Now, if you listened to the newscast, Trump called the media for what they are. And there was a sergeant there that had enough and stood up and told the media exactly. He read them the riot act. Have a listen. And, and I have one group was here that I gave. Is Al Baldessero here? Maybe you want to say, this is a group I gave money to. Now, I could have asked all these groups. He just showed up. I just saw him. But I could have asked all these groups to come here. And they could have made, I didn't want to do that. I'm not looking for credit. But what I don't want is when I raise millions of dollars, have people say, like this sleazy guy right over here from ABC. He's a sleaze, in my book. You're a sleaze because you you know the facts and you know the facts well. Go ahead. Thank you, uh, Mr. Trump. First of all, for the record, uh, I'm a uh, state representative from New Hampshire, 10 year on the Veterans Affairs Committee. 22 years in the Marine Corps, retired first sergeant. Uh, what I want to clarify here, first of all, I would never ever in a million years put my name on a candidate that did not, from his heart, look me in the eye and tell me he's concerned about veterans. That's Donald Trump. I met him over a year ago. I've been involved with many fundraisers. There are many scam artists out there. He did the right thing by venting these groups there. If you look at some of the groups, they're giving 20 cents, 40 cents on a dollar, and they're spending the rest for, you know, their, you know, nice, lavish trips. He gave 100%. 
the liberal media is the only ones that have been calling me on the foundation. All right, I'm the former chairman. I've been dealing with this stuff for years as a veterans activist. Stop using veterans as liberal as uh, political pawns. You got a guy outside McCoy. Go do a Google search on his uh, Facebook. He's out there. His pictures with Clinton. They are using veterans as political pawns. It must stop. Donald Trump is doing this for the heart. You're all focused on the way he's raising money, and you're not looking at the 22 veterans that are killing each other every day. You're not concerned about the thousands of veterans that are on wait lists. Look at his plan on his Trump's website. He talks about medical cards. He talks about fixing the VA. He talks about competition. I think the liberal media, and I've been dealing with you a long time, need to get your head out of your butt, focus on the real issues. Thank you. Okay, Patriots, you heard what that veteran said about Donald Trump. You heard what the media, if you listen to the whole newscast, they were out there some way, somehow, to hang Donald Trump. All you folks that say never Trump, all you folks that stand up and say, not me, not ever, not Donald Trump, well, you're going to all jump in the lake. And all you veterans that stand with never Trump, shame on you. He is looking at and for and trying to help your fellow comrades. Your buddies, my buddies, your buddies, all veterans. Do you see Hillary Clinton or Bernie Sanders saying anything about this? Hell no, you don't. Do you see Congress? Do you see the Republican leadership? No, you don't. So all you folks that say never Trump, go ahead and keep on saying never Trump. Do you see how much or how less important you really are? Your voice is not even a whimper. In the whole scheme of things. Well, this is Gary Gatehouse. This is my first show back. And I tried today to shine a light of truth on the educational system in the United States. And the all positives, thumbs up for homeschooling. And what it can do for America to counteract political correctness. Counteract all of this garbage that's being taught our kids in public schools and colleges. And like I said before, it's up to you parents. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. It's up to you to take the responsibility of your children from the time you give birth to them until you set them free out of the nest to do their and go their own way in life. But in between all of that, you can give them guidance and you can give them help and you can give them moral upbringing and you will not find it in a public school system. A good example of that I showed you today. Another example is all those individuals in the mainstream media. Every dang one of them are liars, cheats, they bend information, they spin truth into lies, and lies into truth, and they're always looking for ways to shut people up who speak the truth, like Mr. Donald Trump. Like Mr. Donald Trump the next president of the United States of America. Plain and simple, he is going to be the next president of the United States of America, and all you folks up in Congress, all you folks inside the Beltway, all you pundits, all you mainstream media, all you never-Trump folks, all you folks that are looking for a third party, you better grow up and put on some big boys and girls' pants because you're going to have to live with it. Donald Trump is going to be the next president of the United States. How do I know? Because the majority of we, the people, have spoken. Until Friday, this is Gary Gatehouse, 
bidding you all a good day.